The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Welcome once again to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast, proudly brought to you by SJP World Media. I am Sai, and joining me as always to go and venture back to 1958 and beauty pageants and all sorts of nonsense is Mr. Benny Mack. How are you, my friend? Doing good, man. Um, I... Yeah, we'll get into the episode. I'm doing all right. Uh, some cool stuff, which I'll talk about at the end of the, you know, in terms of what I've been doing elsewhere, in terms of some of the other stuff I want to share some... Uh, nice little thing that happened now last night on my stream last night when I was streaming for the first time. I streamed twice yesterday, which has been a good probably three, four, five months before I actually have. So spent a bit of time okay. making some overlays and stuff like that. But something really cool happened last night, which I never thought would happen. So um, for me anyway, it was cool. So um, I could tell you now, I suppose, before we get into the episode, it's not much difference. But Crack on, yeah. Don't uh, really. yeah. Um, so yeah, last, so, um, so you, you may have heard me over the years mention on here that I do Benny Mac Game, and I haven't really mentioned it lately because I've stopped doing it because of dropping certain things and d- restructuring the way I do other things. I've now got a bit of time to do it again, so I like doing it. Long story short, Playing uh, F1 last night, doing our two-player crew, me and my mate, just trying to get try and win the championship and blah, 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 blah. A few people actually joined the channel, which was really cool. Um, it's nice to see some of the regulars come back as well. So it's Benny Mac Gaming on Twitch. Um, for ages, I have been running a uh, charity thing on there. Because um, I stopped streaming, nobody really saw it, I guess. Dan Griffin, who you know very well, popped by last night, said hello. Okay, right. Really cool. And I set up a thing on here, well, cause it's through Twitch and everything, but... I wanted to support the Able Gamers Foundation, um, which is also known as Able Gamers. Uh, it's an Able Gamers charity. It's a non-profit uh, public charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games with the support of a large studio's individual gamers. We are able to use uh, the love of video games to give people a sense of belonging and a chance to be anything you want to be regardless of ability basically so right. getting people involved who can't necessarily get about as much uh, creating joy pads or ways of people for these people to play games so they can feel included in the community rather than just like by lack of a better way of saying it's so like sat in a corner doing nothing you know um so yes. Yes. you know it, you know i've been a gamer as you well know for many 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 years anyway long story short um I keep saying that, but it gets longer. Uh, I set myself a goal to raise a hundred bucks for them, and this was a while back. So, but yeah, last night Dan Griffin popped in and uh, donated ten bucks towards it. So I'm ninety bucks off my target now. So it was just something really nice happened from it, basically. So, ah, I, I, so I wanted to share that with you, with you guys listening on the show. But yeah, yeah, lovely. And, and, and very quickly, then, before we move on, do you want to let everyone who listens to SJP World Media and everyone who listens to the waiting room and so on, the details as to where they can find that and they can donate themselves if needs be? Because I think that's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic cause. Because it, sometimes, just sometimes through cruelty, sometimes through lack of opportunity, and sometimes just because you know, especially with children, they may not realise they're doing it. You have people who maybe not be as able-bodied as others have certain yeah. uh, physical limitations or restrictions or however you, the correct way of wording it is now i'm doing my best not to offend anybody here 
Yes, yeah. Yeah, that thing you said then about how sometimes they can end up sort of being sat in the corner and not involved and so on. It is horrific. It can be. That's that's heartbreaking to think of any child being that way. So I think it's a fantastic cause. So do you want to let everyone listening now know whereabouts exactly they can go to donate, even if it's just a pound, five pound, whatever. Just chuck anything they have into the pot. Honestly, the easiest way you can do it is if you go to Twitch and then Benny Mac Gaming, B-Triple-N-Y-M-A-C-K Gaming. Uh, yes. When you come to the channel, there is a button on the right-hand side if you're on a web page uh, on, uh, on the channel, and it says Donate to Charity, and then it will bring it up. It will show you what the charity is all about, which is what I just read to you anyway. You can donate from as little as a dollar uh, or a pound, I guess, uh, up to uh, – well, you, they've got set denominations, so like a pound, five, 15, 25, and 50, but there is an option underneath to do more if you want to do more now in this day and age. Do you know what? If you can donate a fiver, is better than nothing. Um, of the reason you reason i like it isn't i'm a gamer as you all know it isn't because i know somebody who's you know um, i know people with disabilities obviously but not really in this in this same sort of thing but seeing what xbox and other studios have done um over the last couple of years and watching a documentary about how they've come up with ways and working with the gamers themselves and communities to get people involved man so i love mm-hmm. video games it's a, yes some people look at it and go oh, like video games but it, it's it's a good social activity don't get me wrong there's all internet stuff there's always negatives obviously but if you've got the right group of people around you i have such a good laugh and i've had you've you've you put you call them wobbles i think i'd probably call them wobbles as well when i'm having a shite day this is just mental now I'm not, I'm not even talking about physically mentally it's a really good release and good way of just having a laugh and forgetting your troubles for an hour or two but yeah this helps people who are less able-bodied to play video games and be involved with the actual... I don't yeah. know the actual web address because I did it through Twitch. Look, so but nothing comes to me. It's set all the way up and it goes to Able Games. It's a registered charity as well. Um, I didn't, wouldn't put anything on there. I wouldn't. <laughs> it isn't registered. No, of course. Nothing of course. comes to me. So um, what so. we'll do to, to help anybody out who is uh, wanting to donate in a position where they can donate, uh, we will, I say we, I blatantly mean you here, Benny, because you'll have the links <laughs> that have to do. Uh, when this show is released, when this episode of The Waiting Room drops, um, can you just make sure that you're tagging the relevant links and uh, you know things people need to find ways you. of donating yeah. under, uh, under the tweet on the Facebook page and everything, okay? Yeah, what I'll do is I will do what you just said. I'll obviously link my channel in, um, and I will also find the actual proper website and everything for you to do. So you can either do it through my channel or you can go to them directly. So whichever makes you feel more comfortable. I'm not – nothing – 100%, nothing comes to me. Uh, it's just a, it's a charity that – there was a couple that Twitch were putting out so you could support, and I read them, and I, like I said um, – I don't know. I honestly, when I saw this video of these people that you know been able to play video games, there was one where they a fellow was using his chin to play the video game, and they wow. worked together with him. So, because he can move certain parts of his body and stuff like that, so how he could then play the video games. Mm. Um, so it's just you know inclusion, inclusion in anything. So, like I said, not just physical, but you know, obviously this is. But I find video games for me personally is very much like a. You can call it an escape if you want, but if I've had a shite day, play for a couple of hours with a few mates who I've got mates who live close, I've got mates who live far away, and just talk to them about anything <laughs> and everything. But again, this this is the thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, gaming now, you can be. I look at my youngest daughter; she plays certain games online and so on, and she her her best friend is her cousin, who is very much yeah. of a similar age. 
she will spend hours and hours and hours a day talking to her cousin because they don't see each other enough. It's the same as I suppose us doing this with regards to podcasting and various other bits and bobs people can do via the internet. Now it's not just a case of playing a game anymore. It's almost like this contributes to your social circle. And if people who are, shall we say, um, not as able-bodied as others cannot get involved in that for various reasons, that's 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 terrible because this could be their social circle diminishing. It could be a whole world out there of making new friends that the door hasn't been opened to them yet because they're not able to get involved and and do what is needed on the consoles at the moment. So I think it's an absolutely fantastic idea to to be able to you know be as inclusive as possible for everybody in in a scenario where again the internet has made the world a very small place. Yes, so yeah. it, the smaller the, the world is, the smaller this place is, if there are people still not able to be included, then something's seriously wrong. So the fact that yeah, this, yeah. this charity and this company are doing what they're doing to try and uh, sort it's, of open, it's, open it's, those doors, I guess, is, is pretty spectacular. I learned through it through being a gamer, basically. That's what it is. So I don't yeah. know. Okay. Uh, the actual website, sorry, for those who do want to know, is ablegamers.org. So ablegamers.org. There you go. So that's the actual great way. stuff. Or you can go to Benny Mac Gaming and do it through my channel. And while you're there, I'm going to be cheeky now. A follow because guess what? That's free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we are. There we are. So then, Miss Deep Scythe. Benny, we join Sam on the 7th of June, 1958. He is on a bus looking a little bit confused because he's only just arrived. There is somebody knocking on a window trying to get his attention. Turns out to be his mum. Uh, Sam walks off the bus to go and collect some stuff he has forgotten for the journey he is about to take. And as he's reaching his mum, he twigs. He is a lady again. And this is where we get the intro play and we begin this week's episode. Um, Sam is uh, basically he is a, a beauty queen, a pageant queen. He is taking part in a big pageant in where where are they based here? I think it's Alabama, is it somewhere like that? And he is uh, taking part in the Miss Deep Scythe competition. And there's almost, I suppose, two things that need to happen on this leap, isn't there? Um, Sam is a, a lady by the name of Darlene, that is his host, and she, in the original history, finished third in the competition. Uh, yeah. With the money she got from finishing third, she put herself through college and went on to be a, a doctor of some description and did amazing work and saved many people's lives. So it's imperative that Sam doesn't screw up the beauty pageant yeah. and allows her to still finish third. But the more pressing issue, because that's almost like a sidetrack, isn't it? That's almost like a secondary uh, thread going on. The reason Sam is there is to do with a young lady named Connie, who he meets pretty much straight away, doesn't he? Yeah, but uh, I think she literally bumps into Sam in the lobby, yes. the yes. Uh, hotel venue where they're doing the pageant. Um yeah, literally, I think <laughs> underwear and everything, teddy bears all over the floor, um, just trying to pick it all up. It is funny, Sam's face when he kind of comes to the bus door. I know we've gone past it, but like when he comes to the door and he's it's revealed to the viewer that he's a, a woman again. Um, yeah. Now, I could be wrong with this. The other thing I pick, I'm not saying this has never happened in Quantum Leap, but I, do, I feel it doesn't happen regularly enough. Like, so if we take a random episode where he's a teacher and he goes gallivanting with a student, 
there's no talk about this teacher losing his job and all this kind of stuff. Whereas, as you just laid out, Darlene, who Sam's leapt into, has to become a doctor to win, come at least third. She originally comes third, uh-huh. so she became a doctor. So, not only do we have the problems with Connie going forward, but like we actually have the we need to make sure the person he's in still continues with this in order to make sure it doesn't mess her future up as well. And I know. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I know it happens a few times, but we don't get it a lot. I don't think Mm. in terms of the repercussions for the rarely any, well, I say rarely, rarely is the wrong word as well, but it doesn't seem to happen very often where we have like a follow up for like this character that you are, you, who you are, you, you are for this week or whatever. We need to make sure she does this, but while trying to do this. So, like, I mean, the photographer, when we watched not long ago, there was no mention of the photographer. If he doesn't take photos, he'll lose his job or anything like that. There was no, you know, stuff going on. There's with no ramifications, him. is there, ramifications for, for the hopes? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a good example of that, I know this is probably a little bit more um, lighthearted and comical than, than the point you're potentially trying to make, but it actually entered my mind when we recorded our last episode, looking at the Halloween episode. I won't say the title because we've had technical issues already today, so I don't want to jinx this episode of the show. But, I, did, um, <laughs> I did see you've labelled it the name as well. I did see you've labelled it the actual name of the episode as well, which yes, I thought you might put the asterisks in or something, but you haven't. So ah, fuck that shit. Playing with um, fire, <laughs> you're playing with fire anyway yeah but um the the situation with regards to the the last leap there's a moment in there that we touched upon but it was a very small moment that we kind of skirted over sam promises mary in the last episode a six-month honeymoon in the bahamas when (laughs) yeah when when this you know not particularly successful author arrives back how much is the shit going to hit the fan for that dude because in to mary she's been promised this half a year holiday and he's gonna be like yeah i don't remember saying that and she's gonna be like no you said it we were in the-. and it's gonna cause arguments <laughs> and it's that kind of that knock-on that we don't really ever think about in constantly no. do we no that also explains a lot of why blokes go i don't remember saying that we've obviously been taken over by sam becker we weren't listening there we go we weren't here we were listening but we were somewhere else we were in there <laughs> bloody hell if sam had leapt into my life to put right what once went wrong Considering the shit show that goes on around me right now, I shudder to think what it was supposed to be like uh, in the original history. If this is the improved, <laughs> if this is the improved version now. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, it could always be worse. So you know, come on. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, Connie is a very pretty, almost naive uh, young blonde girl. Uh, she is talking to Darlene, who who obviously is Sam, and she recites her her script for you know her purpose of being there and wanting to win the competition. And you can see that she's rehearsed this over and over. And there's almost like a nervousness to her, a real naivety to her. And I think that plays into the character so well. I think think she's pretty much the star of this episode, isn't she? The young lady who plays Connie uh, and, and the writing and direction for the character of Connie itself as well. Yeah, I uh, we had the conversation, and whether it'll make it into outtakes or not, I don't know. But we did have the conversation where we both thought we recognised Connie from somewhere. Real name, Heather McAdam. I did go through IMDb for a few of these actors. Nothing really, none of these really stood out for me, apart from the pageant lady who's in charge, who I may have seen in an episode of Frasier, but I forget who she actually was in that. But Connie, I don't know whether, I don't know why I recognise Connie. I don't know, but I, I've literally gone through from top to bottom IMDb, and mm. I don't, she's still, she was still doing stuff up to a couple of years ago, as far as I can tell. Um, but she, I don't know whether what it is. She seems familiar, but I don't know yes. why. Now, 
I've had this before. Now, is it because we are watching Quantum Leap back and I remember her from Quantum Leap? It could be as simple as that, you know? And I think I recognize her. Yes, it's from this fucking episode that you're watching now, Ben. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, whilst this is going on, um, a uh, another main character in this particular episode, in this particular leap, by the name of Clint, arrives. And he is the guy who has been hired to be the photographer for the beauty pageant. And, you know, nails his colors to the mast right away really obvious and transparent this guy is a fucking slime ball this guy is a disgusting sleaze isn't he mate from the moment i the look on his face the way he sort of is like i'm a photographer the swagger of him or the cockiness what is there a difference between swagger and cockiness there's a fine line surely i don't know uh but Mm. straight away you're kind of like you are a and it's not necessarily what he's saying it's the way he comes across as a person the way he's saying it if that it's makes sense. and leery and Very. yeah well, well we could also put al in that category because he's not exactly well, subtle in this is he <laughs> the thing is i hadn't even thought about al until the photographer arrived and literally it says here in my notes ready ready for our recording today that uh, the photographer arrives, he starts on Connie straight away, he's a slime ball, and then my next note literally reads, oh shit, what's Al going to be like in this episode? <laughs> and then he, and then literally on cue, he arrives, and he's gawping yeah. at all the young girls walking around. Now, I believe Connie is supposed to be 18 here, 19, I think? 19, I think that's mentioned right. in the episode, I, I believe. But yeah, you're okay. right, she's not even hit 20 yet regardless so so she's uh, an adult but still a very young adult and admiral calavici must be what 50 <laughs> yeah. we were, i was watching it earlier and my other half was watching it with me and she was like what is he 50 that was her exact words so uh, you know so um the fact that you've said that is um yeah it's i love this show we talk about it all the time but it sometimes it is very hard to I love Dean Stockwell. I, I've, we've already said this many times. The films that he's in, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and all that kind of stuff, other films he's done. I know he's done, was it Married to the Mob and stuff like that? Yes, yes. So, um, I, I've seen Battlestar Galactica. I remember seeing him in Battlestar Galactica in the remake they did. Bloody amazing. Um, him coming into Enterprise with Scott Bakula and there was a, just a... I, I think I'm reading way too much into it, but I personally think there was a moment when they sort of saw each other in Enterprise. They kind of like almost like nodded at each other. Right. Okay. Like just, it, it's, but that just could be me as a quantum leap fan. I don't know. You'd have mm-hmm. to watch the scene. I'll send it to you site at some point and you can tell me whether I'm talking crazy, whether I've made that up in my head. Okay. But when he's, when I was doing stuff like this, I can't really defend him. <laughs> We're well, all human. But it's not as bad I, as the photographer, obviously. I didn't notice it when I was a kid. No, I didn't. It's literally Thanks. now I'm an adult. I watch it back, and especially even more so now. I mean, I'm 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 42, very quickly approaching 43. I have daughters. I have three daughters. One of them is the age, give or take a year. You know, actually, Connie is what 19. So yeah, no. So my eldest daughter, she is 19. So she is the same age as Connie here. Yeah. My other two daughters are both teenagers as well. I don't know if that changes my mindset or if it is literally because 
um, uh, the world itself has moved on, isn't it? I mean, you look at what was acceptable in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and then here we are in the 90s and, and so on. I mean, you got to remember, this is 30 years ago now. This is, what, 31 years ago, this first aired. So, yeah. you know, it's a long time ago, really. Times change, and it might have been acceptable back. I mean, but even then, even then, certain things Al would do, Sam would always scorn him and tell him off and and so on. Yeah. So it, it was frowned upon sort of tongue-in-cheek by the writers themselves, I guess. I mean, it's like nine times out of ten, if not all the time, like you just said, Sam is like, Al, can pack it in like you know and then because uh, doesn't al go into a thing where he says did i ever because as al's done back in everything at this point uh <laughs> did i tell you about, did i tell you that i dated a prom queen or whatever or a prom pageant contestant whatever yeah. it was and he goes and al, sam's like no i don't want to know <laughs> so he shuts most of it down but doesn't stop al from having a peep like, oh, or at least trying to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly um uh, at this point though al is kind of pointless because he's arrived just to tell sam he doesn't know why he's here he gets a bit of background on darling but that's about it isn't it there's nothing yeah. else really for, but this for is her. where al, al, al does actually say to him you need to make sure that darling still finishes third in the competition for the, the for the obvious reasons of going on and being this doctor and so on which causes sam to panic a little bit because he's obviously yeah. No, he's a big burly bloke trying to walk around in high heels and stuff, which is obviously really comical. Comicable? What the hell is a comical? Comical is going on a t-shirt. It's um, the uh, bit where he's in the lobby before he's bumped into Connie and the pageant lady's like, did nobody teach you how to walk? And like, she does the whole step and glide, step and glide, step and glide and glide. I don't know how you do that, but okay. Um, and then Sam does it, and watching Sam trying to do step and glide is absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, from the moment he's there, he doesn't want to be. Then he realizes in a pageant, obviously, he has a sash and the tiara, is it called? Yes, um, you can tell by his face. I'm not gonna lie, now this film didn't exist when this came out, but I was getting very much miscongeniality vibes, Sandra Bullock film from back okay. in the day. So, quite a funny film it's a it is what it is but it is quite funny in places so uh but it's a it's set around a pageant as well so that's probably why um but it's sandra bullock's character is an fbi agent quite not burly but very much a slob and it has to be beautified like she's ugly to begin with clearly um to all, all they do with sandra bullock in that film is basically give her a slight unibrow i think and make her hair slightly messy she's not exactly <laughs> um but they, they they clean her up, and then you got Michael Caine in it, which is if you've never seen it, so I recommend it. Michael Caine alone is worth watching it. <laughs> well, he's getting very much vibes of that, probably because it's a pageant. Is what I'm getting at. And Sam trying to be able to walk properly, which is hilarious. So yeah, uh, what follows with regards to Sam trying to make sure Darlene still does okay in the competition is we come back to the point of Connie reciting her script about what winning Miss Deep South would mean to her. Uh, we have, I suppose, the reception, they call it. They're all sat down and, and getting spoken to by the organiser of the event. And Darlene, Sam, is expected to stand up and explain why he would like to win Miss Deep Safe. He has nothing prepared, obviously. He's only been there 10 minutes. He's, his head is all fried from time travelling, etc. So he goes to the only thing he can really grasp at, I suppose, which is what he's just heard from Connie. Now, initially... I hated this because 
I felt it would be because Connie right away, straight away, isn't bothered. She looks annoyed in the chair, but the very next scene, they're both getting out of a lift and going to their room because it you know, yeah. just so happens to be that they're roommates. And she's saying, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You were just nervous. Initially, I hated that because I thought that's a great opportunity to have Connie blow up at her and it'd be a struggle for them to be friends and so on. Yeah. But as the story progresses, I think it actually works really well because it adds again to that kind of naivety and innocence to the Connie character. And, it in, and, and her and Connie forgiving Sam straight away for something like that builds bridges between the two of them, which becomes very important as the episode goes on, Benny, in my opinion. I see what you mean because I think, um, like you said, the whole the the trouble. If Sam had trouble trying to connect with his own roommate, which may, I mean we don't know what the original history was between those two for Connie to just disappear. Maybe Darlene and Connie didn't actually make friends. I don't know, or mm. even though they were roommates, they may have not actually um, connected. But yeah, it makes more sense. Like you said, the now you've said it, it makes a lot of sense because of what what follows. The uh, it's it is also a bit stereotypical. Country girl comes from the country to become a star in wherever. Obviously, this is a she, she sees the pageant as a stepping stone into acting and stuff like that. What, Hollywood, it, she it, says, doesn't she? Hollywood, yeah. So, but it is very much that cliche of country girl. Um, but like you said, add the add the element of being nineteen, and you know, you might think you know it all at nineteen, you don't. Basically, is what I'm getting at. Um, and you probably don't really get life until you're probably. Well, I'll let you know because I'm. Well, <laughs> I'm again, not far my off friend, I'm, I'm 42 and I still haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. But there anyway, you um, your, your experience is there. Whereas at 19, your experience is yes, you've had school and all the other stuff, but life experience is still very much real world stuff is very much lacking, mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yes, and and that's it. That's explained, explained or displayed. Sorry, here a bit further because of the time we're in, 1958, and where Connie comes from. She's not really seen a TV before, and there's a TV in the hotel room that they're staying in, and she's amazed at this. She says she has radio at home, and she goes to the pictures on a weekend sometimes. But being able to sit and watch the television is is a huge deal for her. And again, the more the more you see her on screen and the more she speaks about back home and her background and displays that naivety, that kind of innocence, the more, the more you really like this last, the more of a, of a real decent, pure, lovely character she is, I think. Yeah. She's a really nice, uh, uh, nice girl. Um, like you said, the TV thing, um, the, the amount of times I've watched shows like this, um, whether it's back to the future or whether it's set in this era, Beaver to Beaver always seems to be on the fucking telly. Was there only <laughs> one program? I think it gets re. I think uh, maybe I'm maybe not maybe not Back to the Future. Maybe I'm misremembering that. But I have seen. Hang on, didn't we see Be- this? It's in this show. It's in Kamikaze Kid. I think Beaver to Beaver is on the TV then as well. Oh, it's so, called Leave It to Beaver, isn't it? Oh, is it Leave It to Beaver? I don't know. Beaver I to Beaver. So. Maybe maybe Beaver to Beaver is a completely different film altogether. Beaver to Beaver is something you've got in your private DVD collection, mate. We don't want to be talking about that. We should move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had some scissors in it, I think. Um, <laughs> is it called Leave It to Beaver? Then is it? Oh, I think it's called. Kid. I'm fairly certain it's called Leave It to hey, Beaver. I am, I'm pretty sure in season one of. <laughs> Of Quantum Leap, when he's in Kamikaze Kid, um, 
I believe, because the TV, because I know the uh, boyfriend buys a TV and he's talking about watching Bonanza on it, is it in color and stuff like that, if I remember rightly. So I knew, I knew I'd seen this clip of these two young lads sitting at the table eating cereal before or something yep. like that. I've definitely seen it. And I think it was in Kamikaze Kid. Now, Kamikaze Kid was set in 1961. So this was 1958. So yeah, Demon's like, Beaver began in 1957, ran for six seasons. There you go then. So that would be why then. So yeah, I can't believe I called it Beaver to Beaver. So it's called. <laughs> And it seems like there was a great deal of it as well. Um, all of the seasons I'm looking up right now had 39 episodes. So there would have been oh, wow, a, huge, okay. a, a huge amount of television to uh, <laughs> rerun, I guess. Beaver to beaver, you knobhead. Anyway. Beaver to beaver <laughs> moment that was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, Connie, uh, apparently, again, we, we say she wants to go to Hollywood and all this sort of stuff. Um, Al arrives as Connie is getting changed. So Sam tells him off and says, we have to go into the other room, please. And this is where Al explains a bit more of the information as to why Sam is here. He's got some whoa, info. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to skip over the fact Al was trying to catch a look at Connie when she's in her underwear, basically. After she's wow. Been in the dress. And Sam has to stand on the bed and literally be like... Yeah, yeah, there is that, which is which is ironic considering the the information he's about to give Sam. Exactly. Well. There we go. There we go. I don't know. Sorry, I you can't not go past that without. No. no okay. I, I want to defend him, but I can't in these moments. No, it's not a good look, is it? Um, effectively, Connie is going to disappear. She doesn't finish the event and vanishes. Uh, we don't know exactly why yet, though but we know this is going to happen because it takes another scene or two to get the information as to why Connie does vanish. And Sam, we see Sam at a rehearsal for a musical number, which he screws up just in crazy fruit based headgear and so on before we get told that, Oh no, sorry. No, it wasn't the fruit headgear at this point. It was the big, big dress, wasn't it? And it's to you know, come yeah. out and say, yes. Okay. So he's wearing a huge, big floaty dress. This is where Sam arrives again and says, you better sit down, Sam. Al, Al says to Sam. Yeah, and Sam's yeah. like, oh, no, just tell me. No, you better sit down, Sam. So Sam sits down. Which which he's never done before, I don't no, think. No, 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 no. It's purely so because the comedy sketch is about yes, to happen. <laughs> exactly. Sam sits down and struggles because he's got he's got his legs wide open, the dress is up in his face, he's battling through the, all this fabric, and then Al just goes, oh, for goodness sake, you better stand up, Sam. <laughs> which, that did tickle me. It did make me laugh, but also I was saying to because my other half was watching it with me, I said that Al actually sees the person that Sam's leapt into, not Sam. So luckily, Sam's wearing is it like big shorts, bloomers, whatever the hell they're called, yeah. so, like legging type thing. So there's nothing on display, thank goodness. But uh, it is funny when the big not only does he tr struggle to try and sit down in it, but then it also like flings up like a hula hoop into his face. With all the <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. It is funny to it see. Is good see sam almost like not struggling, but it's nice because when we have moments of sam like doing the 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 karate the punching the the clever doctor md stuff the physics you know all the stuff that he's actually really good at to see him struggle now don't get me wrong he's wearing women's shoes and stuff like that, so i think most of us would struggle uh, that haven't worn them yeah. before um but either way still quite funny it is indeed it is indeed um this is where al explains that in about a month ish a month or so pictures of connie appear in a smutty uh, calendar 
uh, you know, nudie pics, so to speak. Connie was ashamed of what happened and couldn't go home, and that's how she disappears. But what is happening at this moment elsewhere, Benny? Connie's, of course, getting her pictures taken by Clint, and he's being slimy and getting her to take her clothes off. So Sam yeah. is getting this information. They they find out what's going on, literally, as it's happening in another room, haven't they? Essentially, yeah. Um, it's just, like I said, it's got that sort of stereotypical country person, bumpkin, whatever you want to call it, coming to try to chase fame. Uh, Connie's motivation, which I didn't remember till watching this back, obviously, but because um, this isn't one I necessarily, I think this might be one I'd probably bypass. Yeah. Like, whenever okay. I watch back him now. This is the first time in a long time I've watched it from like we will we will be watching it from start to finish. But I used to grab a DVD and then pick the episode I wanted to watch rather than watching yeah. it, you know. Um, but her motivation is that her mum is thirty something. She's got like eight kids. The youngest is still in nappies, um, and she doesn't want to be like her mum in a sense. Or she doesn't want to be like her. I think the line is she gets excited when like the next catalog comes out for whatever company it was. Yeah. So her motivation is very much driven to, I don't want that life. I want to make my life better. So she's kind of, it's, I don't, I said, I don't, I don't like this. Obviously we see the scene play out. Connie's face is heartbreaking. It really is. And then the guy forgotten his name, the photographer, um, Clint, 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 uh, Clint Beaumont. Telling, telling Connie to smile and then she does that smile but it's her mouth has moved to that position but her the acting in this it's, hor- it's horrible to watch but yet yeah, the actress is she's nailed it I think in, in oh the yeah the way it's, she, it's and I'll this, tell you the yeah. best way I can explain it yeah I'm, I'm sat watching it and I'm, I'm on my own you know my wife and kids are downstairs I'm, I'm upstairs watching this on my Todd so it's not like I'm getting um, any particular emotion or feeling because I'm thinking of the other people in the room with me. It's literally just me viewing this on my own. I felt uncomfortable. Same. Because of how Connie, it's all in the eyes. And I think she. this is a fantastic performance by that young girl. Absolutely mm. superb. Obviously, it's not that type of program. You don't see anything. It's suggested, no, no. but it's just, yeah, the, the way she... Um, the actress Heather plays as like you said, it's heartbreaking. It's horrible. You I think anybody would be like, if you were to walk in on that situation and you knew that you could tell, but you, you want to punch the guy. I mean, I wanted to punch Clint as soon as we met him. Cause you just, the cocky arrogance of this, this person, fair enough. He hasn't done anything wrong yet, but you are like, you're, you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And he very much is. So, um, but the, yeah, she um, played it so well. A couple of things that I do want to touch upon very quickly before we move on. Um, Sam does have an opportunity to speak to Connie about these pictures before she she departs, and Connie thinks that Sam or, or you know Darlene is just jealous because Connie's getting the opportunity. Um, when this happens, though, Connie goes over to Sam and says, "Can you tie me up?" Meaning, can you? put my hair up in a certain way please sam completely gets the wrong end of the end of the stick and he's like you want to be tied up and it's like why did your head go straight away to that sam what's that all about yeah again mrs watching with me she was like oh the innuendo the innuendo in it without obviously not the scene we just talked about it in these like little moments of like oh, sorry what you want me to what and then al mm. making his little comments as well um yeah i don't 
Sam's brain. I don't know what's going on. Whether he's just yeah, that wasn't very good by the by the pageant stuff, and he's got to walk in these shoes, he's got to wear these dresses, he's got to do all this to make sure Darlene is in third place minimum, um, and then trying to make sure Connie stays safe as well. It's just in you and maybe because of we well, obviously we haven't got to that scene yet, but like in this, it's just trying to add that comedy element to it a little bit, so it is a bit, but. Why mm. Sam's brain went straight there, I don't know. <laughs> it took it the wrong way. Yeah, why would she want to be... T- oh, never mind. Uh, and secondly, there is a interview for... Um, it's the pre-pageant interviews. And basically, all the girls have to go through this. And this is pretty historically accurate as to how these events were, were, were put on and, and conducted and so on. You basically had a collection of horrible old men sat there with their accents talking to the girls and basically saying well the, when sam gets asked in he you know the, the, one of the old guys is literally going so what are your measurements but it's not like i mean, I mean asking that in any scenario isn't correct but it's not yeah, like he's yeah. asking it just so they can make a note of it he was proper like slimy again and then we come to the declaration of purity contract which what sam- the fuck was that honestly the because I was looking up the IMDb stuff as that's going on, I'm kind of like this, uh, looking up and looking down. And I happened to look down, and he goes, what are your measurements? And my head went, the fuck did he just say? And just <laughs> the cherry on top of this slime bag ice cream pudding was, are you basically asking asking them, are you still a virgin? What the fuck? Who the fuck are you? What? Yeah. I love the you fact can't, that... You can't be Miss Deep Safe if you have, um, <laughs> you know if you're no longer a virgin but he words it as uh well it's a declaration of purity contract we need to make sure that y- you are um as pure as you say you are and this is a legal contract to say that and he leans across the table and goes are you a virgin and it's like off. what the f- oh dude you're not, you're not entering a fucking church for god's sake what the fuck is that i like the fact there is a woman on the on the um on the panel as well um Although again, you get that she's like, "Oh, I think that," you know, because Sam starts saying, "What do my measurements have to do with anything?" You know, shouldn't you base it yes. on the person, et cetera, et cetera? And the woman at the end of the table um, is very much, "Yeah, I agree." And he doesn't say it this way, but the guy's like, "Oh no, no, he does." Doesn't he say like, "Hush"? I don't know what her name is. Hush. He basically mm. tries to hush the lady on the table. Um, so again, not right. Signs of the time, I guess. Uh, it's not. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I remember just hearing the line, what are your measurements? And I was like, what the fuck? So, because again, this isn't one I necessarily go back to very often. So a lot of this I dialogue and stuff, I don't remember. I remembered mm. vaguely that there's a photographer involved in some stuff. Um, but some of the other characters I never picked, because you always remember the main sort of bad guy, so to speak. Yeah. Or, you know, so these bloody lecher old men at a fucking table asking their measurements and whether she's still pure. What the? You've been working for the Vatican, is he? What the hell's going on? I don't really. <laughs> it's, mm. Yeah. It, again, you say about uncomfortable. That was a bit uncomfortable to watch, but I think Sam yeah. handled it pretty pretty well. But we didn't he get did. really didn't get a conclusion to the the um, the purity contract. I don't even know if Sam signed it in the end. I'd like to think he didn't, to be honest, because what mm. the hell is that going to do with anything? <laughs> So. Well, yes, very true. Um, 
Sam has to sing and dance in the outfit I mentioned earlier when I got a bit confused with the, with the running order of the scenes. Um, and let's be honest, he sucks. He's not very good at this whatsoever. So they're panicking a little bit now because the talent contest aspect of the pageant, he might get marked down on, which of course will affect Darlene finishing third and going off to college and so on. Um, on their way back to the room, Al bumps into, well, Sam and Al bump into a, Another very attractive young lady who is uh, obviously a pageant entry, and Sam uh, Al, sorry, decides to follow her in the elevator while Sam goes back to the apartment. Again, it, it's the character of Al; it's the way he's portrayed. It, it is what it is. I don't necessarily agree with it all the time, but it is what it is. Sam arrives back at the apartment. He's talking to Connie, but she's not replying. Goes into the bathroom, and she's in while well, she's curled up in a ball in the shower crying and she says that she's trying to she felt so dirty she's trying to wash it off but she can't she's obviously she says she feels so silly and daft for having the advantage sort of taking the advantage of her i like the way as well though that sam kind of hints at was it just pictures or was there anything else untoward here and Connie says, no, that didn't happen. I think that's quite important to clarify because otherwise this yeah. takes another... Uh, 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 I mean, it's dark and, and um, manipulative as, as the character of Clint mm-hmm. is. That's a step further again, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. I'm, glad that, I'm glad that was nipped in the bud there, really. Because he does say, because she's like, oh, so are you asking me to take my clothes off? And he's like, well, if you don't, you know, she's, no, I'm not going to do that, I think. And then but Clint's like, oh, Clint does the reverse psychology thing of like, oh, well, if you don't want to make it into acting and the people I know and all this, you know, shite. And then it's obviously, yeah, it happens. But yeah, I like the fact. And I also, and the light's the right word, as that scene plays out, obviously Sam's asked what happened. He said, I feel stupid, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, did anything else happen? Sam says, as you've already said, no. Um, Connie, again, the naivety maybe. Uh, comes out, oh, I can ask for the pictures back. He'll give them to me. And I do like the fact that Sam didn't go, oh, yes, let's do that. Sam just looked at her and was like, come on, you know that's not going to happen. You know, the type of person that guy is, he's not going to hand them over, is he? You know, so. Yeah, but again, you're right with the fact that that is uh, the naivety and so on. But even in this scenario, she has been made to feel so, in her words, so dirty and uh, silly and daft and, and so on that she even believes there's still some good in Clint that he would give the photos back, which yeah. again, as, as, as silly as a statement as that may seem to some at first glance, it again just adds to the, the loveliness of this character, doesn't it? Yeah. She's 19, um, mm. probably away from home, probably for the, on her own, at least for the first time I would say. Um, but yeah, she likes, she is, like you said, she's, you can see. I mean, even when uh, Sam's reciting the uh, the speech that Connie gave her in the in the lobby, I, I see now watching that scene today. I felt like when Sam Serpent couldn't think of anything, when Connie looked at Sam initially, she sort of nodded as if to say, "To me, it sort of signified like you can use my speech." But obviously, it wasn't because that played out as is. But um, she's just very like apologetic, uh, polite young woman basically um like yeah. i said trying to see the good even in a bad situation but then that's all you hope for really i guess isn't it the hope was i can correct this mistake by getting the photos back but like you said mm. yeah, i like the fact that we didn't get the 
from Sam, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll do that. He's a reasonable guy. No, because, like, you know, trying to get the loan from the banking pool, Hall Blues and stuff is a bit sort of... So Sam knows the type of person that Clint is, you know, so, um, yeah, 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 there you go, really. Um, We then get what initially seems like a little bit more uh, comic relief, a little bit more comedy added, but it actually serves quite an important purpose. Sam has to go and do a, uh, a bathing suit photo shoot at the pool with the rest of the entrance. So you've got all these, again, very, you know, very attractive, stunning young ladies all in their bathing suits. And then you've got Scott Bakula, hairy chest and all walking around in a bikini sort of <laughs> effort, 1950s style bathing suit. That was, and they, they actually show you some of the pictures and poses that all the girls are doing with Sam in the middle of it all. That was quite funny. <laughs> I enjoyed that, but it was quite funny. It's quite funny yes. to see this grown. How, how tall Scott Bakula? He's quite a tall bloke. I mean, he's got to be six, one, honey, something like that. Um, so yeah, it's funny, and you're like, oh, you know. And then I'm thinking about this now. Go, uh, not now. When I was watching, like the double standard. I was like, I don't want to see Scott Bakula's ass, but then I wouldn't mind, you know. So it's just like double yeah, standard. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> so, what, what I mean is, like, the woman would see that. I mean, but ultimately, I found it funny because you've got all these pretty people, and then Scott Bakula with his normal hair, kind of like curled and <laughs> whatever yeah. it is he's and the makeup on as well and the makeup on the nail polish yeah. lot. it is quite funny to see it I'm is very sure. funny it is very funny I played um, him doing it mind I mean but then he's a he was a theater actor anyway wasn't he beforehand so I think he's probably one of those people yeah I'll do it yeah, <laughs> Based yeah, on fair enough. in the different uh we've talked about it before but in he was even one of the guys that would help the crew move things around for next scenes and stuff he mm-hmm. wasn't maybe near the end maybe he didn't but especially in the earlier seasons of quantum leap he'd be helping move props and do you want that over there do you want this over there and stuff like that whereas like someone like a dean stockwell who was a child actor and all that kind of stuff on tv is probably like like he even said in an interview like what the hell is scott Bakula doing like but then <laughs> scott's come from the theater more of which he still loves doing i believe so it's just nice to hear about an actor actually helping rather than being sat yeah. there waiting to film a scene you know yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the general gist now is that Sam and Connie have decided they need to get the film off Clint. He's not going to give it back, but if they can take it, then all's good in the world, st- uh, to a degree. Um, whilst at the photo shoot, Sam confronts Clint, and he says about, you know, uh, he, he grabs Clint's photography bag and tells the organiser, um, whose surname is Myers, to look at the film and you know this this can't be going on you can't protect a guy who's doing this to these young ladies in these events this kind of backfires a little bit because sam is then told well because of the purity contract which was discussed earlier in the episode so i guess that whole slimy scene did have quite an important purpose now we're coming to this scene yeah the person in the pictures would of course then be disqualified so connie is kicked out of the event but clint is still there yeah. He's still taking pictures, and he's moved on to the next girl. He's already, you know, got onto his next target, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So Sam confronts Myers and asks, "Why is Clint still here?" And we get this pretty, pretty impressive performance, I believe. Pretty impressive performance from the lady who plays Myers, who is very 
you know, we walk like this, we display ourselves like this and we're ladies and, and this is how we conduct ourselves and we have a certain stature and so on. And in front of you, you see her crumble isn't quite the right word, but you almost see the mask slip a bit and she gets very emotional and she starts crying because she was initially a victim too. And she was shot naked by Clint and effectively he is being allowed to carry on what he's doing because he has these pictures over her, which I thought was a real nice twist in the plot, Benny. Yeah. I love the way you explain that as well. The, the, the mass slips. It's really good. It's a really good way. I'm going to use that in future episodes because you go from, like you said, this happy, you know, come on girls smile. And this is how you, like you said already, I'm not going to repeat it again, but yeah, that sounds like, how would you like it if this happened to you? Mm-hmm. And then it just, yeah. It between the music and her facial expressions, and then Sam going, "Oh no!" So it's happened to her in the past, and the reason he's still there, I get the feeling. I think it kind of is hinted at later on, and then some more so. But basically, he's still there because he can basically hold these pictures over uh, yeah. Peg Myers, who's the coordinator. So, um, but yeah, the mass slipping is, but yeah, but again, another good scene that's um, again. If you were to take it out of context and you see a bloke in a dress, like you're like with the way he's all dressed and everything, you're like, what's going on here? If you've never seen Quantum Leap before <laughs> and don't understand the premise of the show, you'd be like, okay, I get that, but why is he wearing a dress? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> bad, obviously, but you know, for the time it was like, what? But yeah, I think with Scott Bakula, even, you know, I'm talking about the other actresses acting the scenes like uh, Connie and now Peg, but even Scott Bakula just weirdly. <laughs> throwing these obstacles at him being a woman and stuff seems to just even while, while he's doing all that comedy aspect going on of it it can still be serious as well mm-hmm. in that moment so um whether yeah. that's you know so yeah you could act him all around in this one actually to be fair uh, I mean, f- from that, we, we then head back to seeing Clint again with Connie. And Connie's asking him, uh, you know, she said, well, at least you haven't got the pictures anymore. Whereas Clint goes, oh, really? You don't think I've got the negatives or the film or backup pictures and so on? And effectively, then we have Connie taken advantage of again. Clint says, well, we can have a trade. And we know what we're getting hinted at here. We don't need to dive into details, uh, which leads to Clint taking Connie to his room and he is making the moves on her to take what I suppose is his part of the trade. So he will return the pictures. Sam is tipped off to this by Al, runs into the room. And I love this because to everyone around him, he is this you know young lady in a dress. We see him as Scott Bakula, but to everyone else around him, he's this young lady in a dress. He beats the piss out of him. Oh, I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was very much like the uh, uh, from season two when he was the secretary. Yes. Uh, so very similar to that. Um, I also like the talking about out of context. When he entered the room, we have a mirror shot of sam entering the room but we have the reflection of darlene as well mm-hmm. to give you just in case you've forgotten in inside tire yeah. episode um, then you might have tuned in but again like you've just said to reinforce that everybody else sees a woman not a uh, hairy man running around in a dress um so but yeah hitting his punching him uh well elbow i think it was an elbow thrown at him and then that i loved i had to rewind it because i was a bit like what the fuck is scott bagger grab Scott Bakula grabbing onto here because he hits his head against the window twice. Oh, watch your head, watch your head. <laughs> and he leans him out the window. And of course, where Scott's hand is, 
he's actually I thought he had him by the freaking crotch. I was like, really? I thought this was Ric Flair going on here, but there wasn't. We are around it, and he's got it just under the shirt, so he's holding on on the shirts that he's right. wearing. But because it moves so quickly, I was like, has he got him by the nads? What's going? It <laughs> um, I, I also like the fact that he go. She, he's like, I, I was under that. He tells eventually tells uh, Scott back uh, Sam, sorry, uh, Darlene. And Connie, that the pictures are under the mattress. I like the fact that, again, only little things, which we've talked about before in episodes. It's only little things, but they make up, you know. Um, Sam goes, make sure they're under the mattress. Make sure they're there, because he doesn't want to let him out and then have to yeah. go through it again. Yeah. So it's only a little thing, but it's like that. And then they get the films. And, of course, obviously, most pictures these days are done with uh, phones and digital stuff. But, yeah, ripping the film up, because once it's exposed to light, it then knackers the negatives up. So destroying all the photos not just from so although how much how many photos on a roll to be fair so it's not just I, oh, I would assume it's not just connie's pictures on there i would assume as you said we see him leching around other women throughout this episode so you don't really know obviously connie's is the main story for this but mm. you don't know how many more he's had on there um and then we have uh peg myers uh popping because he makes a comment of oh well there's always, always extra fucking prick any he is um yeah um myers is basically like nope you're done oh i can i can you'll pay for this basically because i've already paid for it but at least i can stop you from doing it to uh other young women so good he's yes. gone now as well and uh connie does get to compete and we don't and stay basically so which is good yeah and, and that's great because you know clint is now gone Connie and Darlene are reinstated to the competition. Um, but then we find a little bit of bad news. I mean, all that's been dealt with now, effectively. We find out that Connie ends up going home, living a happy life back home and so on. And she's, you know, she goes on and has a wonderful life, which is fantastic news. But at the moment, Darlene is currently sat fourth in the pageant. That won't do. Yeah. Needs that third place, needs that money to go to university. She needs something new in the talent contest. She can't perform the song that she did earlier. At, well, as Sam performed earlier because he sucked. So they're trying to get inspiration. Literally at the last minute, they see a Jerry Lee Lewis picture, a poster it's of him. Quite, it's, it's quite small, so you can't really see it. It's fucking massive, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a massive poster <laughs> saying he's going to be performing there soon. And apparently, in in real life, he did play that. I was going to say that in the fifties. Yeah, uh, I got the trivia in front lovely. of me. June. So this was set in June seventh, nineteen fifty-eight. On June twenty-fourth, nineteen fifty-eight, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis performed in Montgomery, Alabama. So he was, you know, advertised. So, but it gave the uh, the inspiration to sing uh, the song that Sam uh, Great Balls of Fire. So, uh, <laughs> and he does it very well, doesn't he? Yes, Dress and all. But I mean, I could be wrong. I don't remember seeing anybody practicing with the piano. So he changed his mind at the last second and managed to find a piano. Mm, yeah i don't think of that was it on amazon i mean i'm being a bit picky here with it because you know that's kind of our no, job you're right but, you're right mm. that's my only do you know what out of everything that happens in this episode that's my only real sort of like gripe um i mean although al we didn't mention it but al earlier on when sam's practicing all that he couldn't get the parasol to close uh al appearing on stage and two women walking through him and then they sort of turn around and start laughing but they're laughing at sam but it, al's like oh i still got it even when i'm a hologram um <laughs> I don't know if you want to use this line. You might have to cut it out. But uh, my missus said, 
technically he was in two women then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cutting out shit. I didn't say that. I'm just, I'm just repeating what the other half said. So, um, and she laughed and made me laugh in the process. So, uh, it was, but yeah, but yeah. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis performed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 58 on june 24th in the area so um sam performs great balls of fire he's been inspired by this this promotional poster and people are jumping up and getting involved the other beauty pageant entrants are jumping up and dancing it seems to go down very very well and we come to the final awards ceremony and it comes to third place but the name cheryl is read out uh-oh what's happened here um, a character by the name of Vicky, who I've got down as Bitchy Vicky in my notes. She's <laughs> not particularly pleasant. She finishes second. Sam's looking devastated. But my word, Sam has won the title of Miss Deep Safe. Yeah. And then right. I don't get this bit because Sam walks down the little aisleway, holding the flowers with the tiara on, starts getting all emotional and crying that he's won. And it's like... Yeah, and he's like, I wish Katie was here, which we now know is his sister. Um, and then he's got that single tear going on his eye. And I I said, you know, I'm moaning about the piano, but to be honest, this bit is a bit random. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, not sure about this. Um, does he, I don't know, does he get estrogen in his body <laughs> when he's a woman? I don't know. Maybe There's nothing wrong with blokes crying, of course. But it just seemed really out of place it, for the rest of place, the episode's yeah. sort of vibe. Yeah. yeah, the way Sam is, the way he's, you know, very, you know, like, uh, get off me, Clint, and punching him and mm. being, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he just felt in that moment because he's worked so hard at it, trying to do this and then that. But not, uh, maybe maybe the tears are because not only has he helped Darlene win, so which means she gets more money than what she did for coming third. So I think the third place got $500. Which again, nineteen fifty-eight, a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so he won something like two thousand, was it? I don't know. Yeah, second place was a grand, wasn't it? There you go. So a lot more money for um, Darlene to do good, which is what the point was. So yeah, I. But I will say, I was left a little bit like, mm, okay, I don't. Okay, where's this come from? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, me, not, I'm it's me. not. I'm not. Again, like you said, no, nothing really wrong with it in a sense of guys crying or anything. I don't mean that, but it's just I, in context of the show, I was a bit like, remember this? I wish Katie was here. Okay, it's been weird, I suppose, because he's pretty much moaned about his brother the up until a couple of episodes ago. So, and we only met mm. Katie in the leap home. Um, so, and he just massively upset her. Yeah, would you, would Cause... your sister want to see her grown brother in a dress? I don't yeah. know. I think Sam. To be <laughs> fair, when 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 we saw her before and you sang her a song from the fucking future, I think she's <laughs> she's got enough decades of therapy coming up. She doesn't need to be worrying about what's going on with you in a dress. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Sam then <laughs> leaps uh, and he appears on the top of a building with a young lady. They're kissing and cuddling and so on. And three very angry young gentlemen are approaching them pretty sharpish. And that's the end of the episode. So, top of, bef- top of a building? He's yes. on a boat, mate. He's not a boat, is he? It's not on a t- well, it ain't on the top of a building. <laughs> I those thought guys, it was... Mate, watch I your back. It... Are you sure? And I'm pretty sure that is not a building because I believe. I mean, yeah, I don't remember. I remember that. I mean, obviously, the episode is called Black on White 
on fire. And I think it's got some of the riots in. I forget the actual name of them. Um, the Watts the riots, riots, yes. The race riots in 1965. Yeah, the, 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 Watt, the, the Watts riots, yeah. From, Is that what um, it was called? Was yeah, it? 19, okay. 1965. They had a second batch in, in, in 92 as well, but these are the original ones in, in 65. I'm pretty sure they're on a marina on a boat, mate, or if not, they're uh, parked somewhere in lead in like a trailer or something. They're not, what I will say is they're not on top of a building. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were led down on the top of a building with a mattress and a couple of pillows and all that sort of shit. I could be wrong. Um, but you, I think Interesting. Sure <laughs> Inter- either way, <laughs> that is the scene that we are greeted with for the next episode, which we will come to in a moment because yeah. before we discuss what we're looking at for the next time we join you here on the waiting room podcast, we need to give this a rating out of five, Benny. <laughs> so your final thoughts and your, your final rating, I suppose, my friend. Um, I've said like I probably wouldn't go back and watch it in a sense of if I was to grab the DVDs and then look through and I, I don't it's not one I would necessarily pick up if I put the DVD on and just left it running yeah I wouldn't turn it off I but I actually thought it was quite a good at my initial after finishing it again mate always the same whenever we talk about it I'm like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah you know so we end up having good sort of back and forth the face the mask slip in is a great thing but the out of the scene with Connie that we talked about her face says it all. Uh, the scene, like you said, about the face slipping in the pretense or whatever. Uh, even Sam with the whole, even we got the comedy elements. Al, I could have, you know, he could have made it a bit. The the bit where he's trying to catch a look at Connie. Um, yeah. Maybe the first time you can kind of go in and Sam goes, oi. And then he should have stopped. But the, the fact that he tried to keep doing it, although it is mm. funny to see Sam trying to stop a hologram that isn't there to everybody else. To pick it, the acting. I suppose it is. I suppose it is the Al character, though, isn't it? So if he yeah, didn't, do, yeah, if yeah. he didn't, if but just playing devil's advocate, I agree with everything you're saying. But just playing devil's advocate, if Al didn't behave that way, would you and me now be sat here saying, "Well, that was out of character"? No, of course not. No, it's Al, isn't it? He's he's of his time, obviously. Um, doesn't excuse everything, but generally, Al is a good-hearted person. He's yes, got his naughty yes. side to him. And maybe we should think that his naughty side is probably a better way of saying it than, you know, being that <laughs> okay. true, basically. You know, he's got his little cheeky side, we'll say. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, mate, actually, to be fair, I'm actually, with some of the acting in it, I thought was really good. There's nothing in here that goes, the piano came out of nowhere. <laughs> Look, I'm not dissing crying yep. or anything. I didn't mean it like that, obviously, but it's just out of context of what was going on. To a degree, like yeah, because you have the winner would cry. I guess I, I, I don't know. It that's the only thing that is a little bit like, okay, yeah, that happened. You know, <laughs> yeah, as well. Why. Um, but do you know, what? I'm actually going to give it a solid three point five. To be fair, now that wasn't ah. when I before I spoke to you, not so much. Again, the the conversation helps, so it probably would have been about a three, two and a half, maybe. But the story is really good. Actually, now talking to you. The acting with Connie is over. I think Connie and um, um, is it Meg or Peg? I've forgotten the name. The uh, lady in charge of the pageant, Myers. I, I've just got her down as Myers. To be fair, I didn't, yeah, didn't uh, learn Peg, Peg, Peg Myers. There you go. That's right. uh, so yeah, three point five, three point five, mate. It's a good show. Okay. I, I've I, didn't, I, didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. To be fair, I yeah. Um, I wanted to punch the camera guy out. Pretty much as soon as we met him. <laughs> so he's um, done his job, I suppose, as the villain of the There piece. we go, yeah, yeah. Um, 
apart from a few moments with Al like being like the way he is, but like if you from now standards, is um again he was a bit useless to begin with, but as it goes on, helping Sam to sing on the stage that first song, which Sam has no idea about, uh was really funny and comical with Al dancing around on stage with him and stuff, which he didn't really talk about too much, but I did like that. Um but yeah, overall. It's a. It was a good episode. Three point five. I think is a good, a solid three point five. The acting was really yeah. good. Um, and like I said, nothing. You know, I moaned about the piano and the bit at the end. But to be honest, I can take it or leave it with that. But yeah, I thought it was re- nothing in there. I think it might be apart from because we had an episode not long ago, didn't we? Where we felt like we could have gone a different direction, or even something's missing here. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't feel like at least watching it today. It doesn't feel like anything was missing. The story played out smoothly, and nothing felt too like out of place. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to get my words. Yeah, how about yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mine's the same. Them? Mine's the same. Three point five as well. Uh, when I think of what I loved about Quantum Leap when I was a kid, and the memories I have of it, that nostalgia factor that we're sort of you know <clears throat> revisiting now with the podcast, I look at the episodes where I, I suppose I'm trying to trying to find the right words. I, I suppose quantum leap to me, you've got, you've got the bigger episodes, haven't you? You've got the, the leap home. You've got the Vietnam stuff. Um, you've got the one in the future, in a future episode where Sam and Al switch places. Uh, you've got your big, st- I know, spoiler alert. I know. I'm sorry. You've got, you've got all these big standout moments that are different to the regular sort of format of the show, so to speak. But I look back on Quantum Leap as as being literally the, the line that we get. Sam is putting right what once went wrong. And the whole um, gist of the show isn't stopping a war or stopping a nuclear bomb going off or anything like that. Yeah, he is, yeah. he is helping. I, I, this is going to sound more, more patronizing for the individual characters than I mean it to. So I apologize, but I can't think of any other term. He's helping the little person, so to speak, he's and the, uh, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> there, well, there you go. He, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> th- this here. What happens with Connie in this episode in the original timeline is devastating to Connie and her family, but to everyone else yeah. in the world, they were unaware of it happening. Yeah, but that yeah. still does, that still doesn't make it less important. And I love that whole feeling to Quantum Leap. And this, in a nutshell, is how I remember quantum leap being the standalone story per episode and sam helping somebody in the past with a personal issue and then moving on to the next so i think this really encapsulates the vibe the feeling that the the general uh, my general love of quantum leap in this particular story there are other episodes that do it better there are other episodes that do it worse but this is a good example i think of what quantum leap is about the whole the whole aim of the show um i think it does it quite well and i think the performances of some of the actors are fantastic and as a again as a standalone episode it was far better than i remember it being so a three and a half from me as well my friend yeah i think i mean i always try and go i think based on what i remember um i thought maybe if maybe a two or two and a half maybe a three but yeah by the time we finished talking about, like I said a minute ago, the acting mm. in certain scenes is 
nothing felt like this is a person trying to act and nothing felt like that. It felt very serious and very, you said very awkward. And actually the scene with Connie, I think, you know, the facial expressions, it breaks your heart a little bit when it's happening. Is what you do yeah. want to do nothing. You want nothing more to save her from this. And I think that's how it works. Whether you and again, we come back to, we come back to what I loved about quantum leap as a kid and what I still adore about it now as an adult, the bad guys get their comeuppance. The good guys are happy at the end. That's kind of all I want. I want, yeah, I want yeah. feel good. I want feel good television. I don't want to be. I don't want to see Sam leap away from a situation where he's accomplished what he needs to do, but leave a scene of absolute destruction and misery behind him. This is it. This this yeah. is what Quantum Leap's about for me. So yeah, a, a good show, a good solid leap. You almost Neither. convinced me to change my score to a four. Actually, to be honest, the way you were, <laughs> I said, I said it was solid, not spectacular. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot better than I remember it being, though. Definitely based on yes. you know. So there we go. Good ep- okay. overall, good episode. So next week, then, uh, well, every single episode of the waiting room, I do this. I say next week, I give the title of the episode. We go by what we've seen in the little mini trailer at the end of this week's episode, and then discuss what we can remember about this story that's coming up. And if we remember it being any good, bad, whatever before watching this week's going to be a bit different because I can ask you, Benny, your thoughts on that, but I've already watched it. Oh, okay. So my, it's not like I can put forward my, my memories or anything of this other than when I saw the end of Miss Deep Safe and this clip, I remembered this next episode being very, very good. And that inspired me to carry on watching ready for our next recording. That's how much I loved this episode. And I wasn't wrong when I did my watch back. So black on white on fire. We're back in the mid sixties. What do you remember? I said, I, as I said earlier, I remember the, uh, so you said the Watts riots is what it was called, wasn't it? So I remember yes. the riots happening. It's basic. It's a race issue, isn't it? Ultimately. Uh, I yep. remember Sam Leap, Sam has leapt into a young, um, uh, black medical student. Is he a med- Is he a doctor or medical? Stu- he's a medical. Yeah. Student. He's tricked. He's tri- oh, yeah. Part of it is that he's going through medical school. Yeah. And it's not just coming from the young, you know, the girl. I don't want, don't know what her name. I know he's dating a white girl, a white woman, whatever. However, yes. I don't know how to say these things properly without getting in trouble. Uh, I'm not trying to upset upset anybody, so that's not my plan. Um, but well, let's let's go with the IMDb description and quote okay. them because if it's wrong, they will get the heat and not us. Fair so enough. Susan is is referred to as his white fiance. There we go. There we go. So yeah, so he uh black young training doctor dating a, a white girl or a fiance as you said. So um yeah, it's not just coming from like her father who doesn't want her daughter to be dating I don't remember what the reasons are other than is it just racial? I don't remember. So we'll find out it when is, I watch it. It is pretty um, much it. purely racial, but it's also coming from I think it's either the character that Sam's leapt into his dad or older brother, I don't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but even they are like, you shouldn't be dating her that you, we need to be, we need to separate ourselves from all this. And they're, I, I think I remember the scene. I remember the woman playing his mother. I believe she's in Robocop three, uh, later on. Um, but I think even she to a degree is like, 
I'm not paying for you to go. Or no, is it the brother then? See, I don't remember. I think I think the brother's paying for the younger brother Sam to go to medical school. Yes, you're spot on. That is like I'm not paying for you to go to medical school to help white people. Basically, the whole racial issue going on here. You're going to stay in our community and help your people. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of race issues in this one. I remember it being quite powerful on me when I was younger. Um, I mean, mm. I've always. I don't care who you're from, what your religion is, or whatever, whatever you're from, whatever you do. Um, as long as you're respectful, polite uh, to me, then I'm going to be respectful and polite back to you. And it works the other way with me as well. If you're horrible and I see you being disrespectful to people or being an asshole, I'm going to call you out on it. Basically, when it doesn't matter where where you're from or what you do, whether you're green, purple, green, <laughs> black, whatever. If you're a dick, you're a dick. It doesn't matter. It's not fucking skin related, is it? At the end of the day, this <laughs> it's a, but so, obviously this you know, is um, this, this is, is a very powerful. I never, to, sorry, go on. We've got references to Malcolm X and and various. There's a lot oh, of oh, is there? okay. There's a there's a lot of uh, racial tension in that. I mean, the, the Watts riots are obviously a real historical event where suddenly several people lost their lives and many yeah. more were injured, and it is all to do with um, how the police would treat black people in this certain area um and so on so that 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 gives you your very historically accurate and quite scary backdrop to why sam yeah. is actually there so I, mean, I, I i watched it back again the other day i really like this and i'm really intrigued to hear your yeah. opinions on it when we when we sit down for our watch back my friend I mean, we've gone from like one show over the line which is about photographer and drug issues to a halloween episode that still holds up i think to a degree um and then we've had the beauty pageant now we're going proper like serious yeah it's quite intense it's yeah quite it's intense, quite intense isn't it um just looking about i don't know if you've got them in front of you i'm just looking ahead quickly i'm not going too far i'm going about the next four or five episodes ahead there is one coming up that has nothing to do with the next episode a couple of episodes time i feel like i remember i remember it be, i remember it fondly as in it was a really i thought was a really good episode and again very similar to what Black on White on Fire kind of deals with to a degree, but uh, Rebel Without a Clue I think might be a sleeper for you. I reckon you. I think you will really enjoy Rebel Without a Clue. I can kind of. He's on the motorbike, isn't he? That's it. Yeah. Well, obviously, we'll get into that yeah. bit later on. But I'm just looking at a few episodes ahead. There's a few here. I'm looking ahead. Um, I'm not actually a big fan of one. Com- I I remember not being a big fan of it. Now, whether it is, I don't know. But there is one called Runaway that I don't actually remember anything about it at all like normally i remember hints and and occasionally i've don't i mean animal frat i think i was like i don't really remember much of that but i knew some but i'm looking at it going i don't remember <laughs> that at the moment at all so okay. it's going to be interesting going forward yeah definitely the is, mate. Episode, definitely the is. next episode is definitely going to be intense <laughs> it is it is indeed it is indeed and i look forward to sitting down and talking to you about it but before we depart today john everyone know whereabouts they can find your good self online and all the things you are involved in please uh yeah so obviously i'm on the waiting room obviously main stuff i'm involved with is yourself on on, sjp royal media um as i said before paranormal junkie at power junkie uk one episode a month that is at the moment um like i said i'm working on it (laughs) so and obviously i mentioned the top of the show Benny Mac Gaming on Twitch, just having some pl- fun playing some video games uh, with a few mates, having a laugh. And like I said, we are, or I'm trying to push for the able, bo- able gamers, uh, you know, charity to try and 
help them with yes. a few things I said at the top of the bit. So you can do it on my Twitch channel, on my channel at so find Benny Mac Gaming, so B E Triple M Y M A C K, and then gaming, or go to ablegamers.org, have a look what they're about, and um, you know, help some uh, people feel included in a community and hopefully better their day-to-day life to a degree so because yeah. it also doesn't just lead into gaming man if they can come up with ways to for somebody to game they might better come up with ways to incorporate them into their daily life in order to be able to do things for themselves a bit more and feel a bit more mm-hmm. independent as well so you know there we go yeah, <laughs> oh fair enough. call me on x at betty mac b triple m y m c there we go I'm too busy. Oh. yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh, anything i am involved in you well you should all know by now unless you're new to the show uh you can find via the network that carries this show and that's at sjp world media on facebook twitter and instagram and there's so much going on there with loads of wrestling content doctor doctor who part very apt at this time of year of course because the 60th anniversary was yesterday yeah. we get new doctor who tomorrow as we record uh really looking forward to that we have live football alternative commentary from the guys on the volley looking at massive games every weekend join them in the in the live chat room to discuss the game have a laugh and uh just basically you know so you haven't got to listen to idiots on sky sports every weekend effectively but yes at sjp world media for everything else all the links come via that uh but most importantly you can find and follow this show itself and that's at waiting room pod underscore on facebook and twitter and make sure you're checking us a big fat like a follow a subscribe on youtube on spotify on itunes on all those good places and then leave us a lovely review because i think we deserve it because we're fucking great benny <laughs> i enjoyed that as, as always my friend and i'm looking forward to next week's show uh me too uh time to leave out <laughs> I was trying to stifle a cough, and then I was like, oh, she's come to me. I tried to turn my volume back up quickly. <laughs> <laughs>